0: This episode of Spawned is brought to you by Homer, the learn to read app for kids two to eight that is not only fun for kids, but with just 15 minutes a day of use, it's proven to increase reading scores by 74%. Sign up now at learnwithhomer.com slash spawned and spawned listeners get a two month free trial. That's learnwithhomer.com slash spawned.
1: Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Liz Gumbiner and I'm Kristen Chase, and we are the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com.
0: And on today's episode of Spawn, we're going to be comparing five popular
1: diet trends, just in time for the season of eating. Liz, aren't you excited? Just in time for my <laughs> uh, box of Halloween candy that somehow has halfway disappeared already before it's even Halloween. What? I can't so believe yes, it. This is good timing. It is good timing. And you know what?
0: We're saying they're diet trends, right? But you know, these actually are lifestyle changes, really. I, I hate the word diet. I don't know about you, I hate Liz. the word diet, too. Because I think
1: when we're like, we're talking about diets, it sounds like we're like in the 80s. And it's like the Scarsdale diet or like only eat beans for a week diet. <laughs> oh, That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just made that up. Although I bet there's a real one like that. I was bet there's so. some kind of diet like that was one food? Oh, yeah. It was like a soup, like a... Ugh. God. What was that thing? It was crazy. It was like the pumpkin soup diet where you could only eat pumpkin <laughs> soup for a month. What the hell was that? It was so funny. I got to find it. Listeners, if you have any idea what we're talking about, please let me know. at coolmompics.com because oh, it's going to drive me crazy. All right. Well,
0: well we're not going to be talking about the pumpkin soup diets. But you know, you always <laughs> ask me because I'm one to try lots of different things. I think over the years that we've known each other, which has been many years, I've tried many things. And you always ask me, you're like, Kristen, what are you doing now? What are you up to? And so, while I haven't tried all five of these that we're going to talk about today, I have tried a few of them, and hopefully, this will help you, our listeners, and you, Liz, and hey, me too, figure out some good plans as we approach Halloween and Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and yeah, Christmas. and I need
1: this. And let me say, like, as a mom in my 40s, like, my mortality is looming. <laughs> it's hitting me, oh, God. And, and it's funny. It's like on one hand, yes, I gained the Trump fifty. And like, I've been totally eating my feelings nonstop for a year. So I definitely have like, my pants are a little tighter than they've been, or a lot tighter. I finally had to like break down and go to Ann Taylor and be like, just get me something with a stretch waistband, please. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's like the vanity aspect, obviously, but also you know there's like the health thing. Like I Absolutely. just want to be like fitter. I want to feel like I'm tighter and stronger. Hey, Kristen, I started doing yoga I'm very for the first time in a billion very years. Impressed. And then it's like afterwards, I want to eat well, and I'm still kind of struggling with like, okay, what should I eat? How can I get back down? How can I be healthy for my kids and set a good example? So you know, so many people write to us and ask for answers, and I'm always like, I don't know. I have that question too. So I'm glad. You're going to help guide me through this, Kristen. Yeah,
0: and listen, exercise is important, and we've both tried all different kinds of exercise programs and routines, you know, from yoga to what I'm doing now, which is working with a trainer. But every single person I talk to, trainer, nutritionist, anybody, they all say it. It has to do with food. It's like 90% food because you can't exercise your way. I mean, I guess you technically could, but for the most part, it has everything to do with what you are eating. Right.
1: But I also find they're correlated. Like yes, after of I course. Do, and by the way, I'm doing the no money workout program. I found like some amazing YouTube yoga That's um, awesome. videos that are amazing and I'm doing them at home free. But after I do that, I feel like I want to eat better. Like I do not want to get a grilled cheese and potato chips, which is my go-to when I'm really hungry. Yes,
0: they do work hand in hand. But we are going to be talking about, I use air quotes, you can't see me, diet trends. Yes. So let's talk about the first one. Okay. Have you
1: ever heard? heard of bright line eating, Liz? No, it's funny because I have heard of a lot of kind of eating. I I wish we could find a better word than diet because you're right. It is like kind of lifestyle. Let's just call them lifestyle changes. (laughs) (laughs) We will break ground. People will be like, you mean diets? (laughs) Yeah, you mean diets. All right, whatever. Actually, you know what? I've never heard of this one. I just clicked open the website, bright line eating. It sounds like they just put three random words together. Yeah, it's a little... W- weird in terms of the description but this one it's right it's a line it's a it's bright, eating. Line. It's bright line eating. well
0: it's <laughs> it's you know looking at the positive so it was created by susan pierce thompson and while mm-hmm. i have not tried this one my very dear friend tina is actually doing this right now and i will say mm-hmm. right up front it is intense. Every time I talk to her, I'm like, how's it going? But then she tells me how much weight she's lost. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need to try this. Really? So this is for people who might be emotional eaters, might have problems with moderation or stopping eating once they start. Mm. That's the approach that she takes. And it's probably why it's so effective because I think that's where a lot of people fall when it comes to food. Not everybody. So, yeah,
1: I'm looking at the website. So yeah. it looks like it comes from this. They have this susceptibility. Scale. scale. Yes. And it's if you're in the mid to high range of somebody who like self-sabotages because of the way that their brain works. But yes. it seems like it's kind of non-judgy. it's no, just it's like not hey, judgy some people at people are more addictive or this is your coping mechanism. And yep. That's interesting to address the emotional aspect of eating. Yeah. Well, I think
0: that really needs to happen for so many people.
1: <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> These before and after pictures, I'm not kidding. I I'm know. not a spokesperson. I've never even heard of this. I know. That's, nothing gets me like the damn before and after pictures. Aren't they the
0: best? I search for them. For instance, You know
1: what? These are not like models. These are middle-aged older people. (laughs) You mean us? They look really good. (laughs) These these are like a little older. Well, let me
0: just tell you a little bit about it. So, essentially, it's based on four bright lines. Mm -hmm. And those are kind of like the lines in the sand, if you will. There's no sugar. No flour, you eat three meals and that Uh, is it. They're very strict and you have to measure everything. So, my friend Tina, she bought a food scale and she has been weighing everything. And you know what? It works. Like she told me she had already lost like five and a half pounds and she had only been on it for about 10 days. Oh, that's great. So, this is something for me to think about because I always have had issues with portion control. I'm not a sweets Mm. person. It's always just like I want to sit down
1: and eat. Copious amounts of food. <laughs> See, this one probably isn't for me. I mean, this sounds like it's really good for uh, a lot of people, but yeah. I, for me, it's, um, yeah, I don't have portion issues. I just, like, make bad choices. No. And basically, flour and sugar is In fact, my... I've watched you eat, and I'm always amazed. You always leave food
0: on the plate, and I'm always like, how does she do that?
1: <laughs> uh, my parents <laughs> used to joke when I was a kid that, like, I was the only person where they'd say, do you want an ice cream sundae? And I'd be like, no, I'm full. Yeah,
0: it's amazing to me. So, yes, I don't know if this is for you, and, of course, these are or not for every single person. But if this sounds like something that might work for you, definitely check it out. Like I said, my dear friend is trying it. She's really, she is a, um, actually, she's a therapist herself. Mm. So she appreciates that kind of approach to it. So anyway, Bright Line Eating, it seems like
1: it's about helping you manage willpower. Yes. And your kind of emotional causes behind cravings and eating and using eating in other Ways,
0: Yeah, it really takes you back to, like, eating because you're hungry and because you need to live. (laughs) Right, exactly.
1: You just said it way better than me. I'm, like, eating in other ways, (laughs) like, with your feet. (laughs) So
0: that's Bright Line. Okay,
1: cool. I I bet that's good for a lot of people. All right, so let's talk
0: about Mark
1: Bittman's VB6. VB6. Okay, I know this one. Okay. I know this one because, first of all, I love Mark Bittman. I do, too. How to cook everything is like our Bible. I cook very little, but what I do cook, I can cook out of Mark Bittman. He's awesome. Awesome. Yes. So, Mark Bittman seems to be taking Michael Pollan's famous line about eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Hmm. And that's not about being a vegetarian, but what he wrote about. My mom told me about this diet. She's like, I'm on this thing now. And and again, she talks about it as being lifestyle. She was somebody who dealt with eating stuff her whole life, and now she just turned 75. Amazing. Yay! Yay! She looks amazing. She does. She could bench press me under the table. You should see her chest up. She's in like <laughs> the best shape. She's my role model. And it's all because of VB6? <laughs> well, in part (laughs) it is. She said, I'm just eating fruits and vegetables during the day, then protein at night. And I was like, what the heck is that? And she said, it's Mark... Bitman's VB6. It seems like his inspiration was that, you know, he started to like read about veganism and he even did like a how to cook everything vegetarian version. Yeah, so I think he started getting into that, that kind of stuff. But before, he likes protein, right? Yeah. So the big thing is that you really eat just fruits, vegetables, grains during the day. And that at night, that's where you can have seitan or chicken or turkey or fish. It's basically being a vegan during the day, no eggs, no cheese. And then at night, night you can have that protein stuff that you just can't live without. I
0: have to say this might be one. I think there's a couple that are pretty easy in our list. I can do this, this to me. I mean, I was a vegan. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that being a vegan is easy, but I was one for many, many years. I think these days it's become a lot easier than it was even like four or five years ago. But it makes sense to me that just eating plant-based products during the day and then eating your protein at night. So once a day would make a difference. And wow, I've heard really good results
1: He from lost this 20% one. of his body weight and my mom also lost 20% of your body weight. That's not easy to do when you're like No, dude,
0: I'm 42 and I'm trying a couple of these and I feel like maybe I've lost a couple of pounds and I've been doing them consistently for months now. So
1: that's fantastic. Yeah, the other thing he is like no processed foods. So you can like make a fresh fruit smoothie. You can have like a a nut butter, but not one that's like processed with sugar and stuff. You can have like a natural Mm -hmm. one. Well, that makes sense. And then this is also good for you because it's not a portion control kind of diet. So he talks about, you know, vegetables, and fruits are basically fiber and water. So portion size doesn't matter. Yeah, you can eat a ton of it. Yeah. Them. So like hummus and vegetables, I could snack on that all day for real. So when I look at this, I think, okay, these are things I could do. And I think one of the big problems with staying on a diet or a new uh, food lifestyle regime <laughs> is having the right food in the house. So if I know I have Marcona almonds or I know I have low-fat string cheese or whatever it is I'm able to eat, if I know I have hummus, then I'll make good choices. If I don't have that stuff, that's when I'm like, where are the chips? <laughs> well, I think that's pretty much everybody,
0: right? You have to have the food on hand. But I like this one because, like you said, I think portion control or eliminating large quantities of things that you usually eat can be very, very difficult. So I'm going to add this to my list.
1: My only question is I really need protein sometime in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like I usually feel really good if I've had a hard boiled egg and some fruit in the morning. That's my only question. So I would like to try this and I just want to know if I'm going to be all like, you know, me, how I get like blood sugary and shaky. But you know what Liz, you eat it at night. So I'm guessing that that's going to carry over. And then
0: if you had what you needed in the morning to get you through the day. I mean, there are so many great vegan products out there that I bet I, I would try it. I vote for well, this Well, you can also you. have
1: nuts and beans and legumes and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that's where you kind of get your protein from. Yeah. So that's my only question is whether, you know me, I get like shaky easily. So I want to know if I would get like blood sugary shaky by dinner or not. But here's the other thing to think about too. You have mm-hmm. lots
0: of space in between the times that you eat as I wag my finger at you. So I wonder <laughs> if you ate more frequently yes. on this, you might not have as many issues. Yeah. I think that's so. one of my
1: issues is I have to get in a better routine of like, I always eat at 9 a.m. or whatever it yes. is. Just, my schedule is so all over the place. I never understood those people who could forget to eat. I forget to eat. Yeah, you totally forget And then forget I'm like lying on the floor shaking and going, Kristen, it's 4 o'clock, I have to eat.
0: <laughs> so with that in mind, this next one might not be great for you, but I am doing it currently and it's called intermittent fasting. Have you heard
1: anything about this? No, that sounds scary to me though. <laughs> the word like, fasting. I don't even do, <laughs> when I was more observant and Jewish, I could never even do the fasting for a day on Yom Kippur. Poor because I would pass out by noon. So, what is intermittent fasting? Because it's so scary. Intermittent fasting. I'm doing this
0: right now, and there are different kinds, but essentially the idea is that you go for periods of time with no food or significantly lowered calories. And so, there are three different ways you can do this. I'm doing the most popular method, which is called the 16 slash 8 method, and it involves skipping breakfast and restricting your diet daily by eating only during an eight hour period. So, I tend to eat from like 12 to 8 or 11 to 7. Mm-hmm. And then once you hit your 8 hours, you fast for the next 16 hours. Huh. It's been working for me because I'm not generally a breakfast person. So I can work and push myself all the way through to 11 or 12. I eat I eat with my kids, and then I cut myself off at seven or eight, and then it's overnight. So it's like I'm not up at two in the morning, got it? <laughs> like worrying about food. Yeah, that's interesting. Um,
1: Cause I um I have a visceral fear of anything that tells you to like fast or not eat. Like I feel like your body needs food, and you should give it food. This one makes me a little nervous. Well, let's talk about some of the other options. So that's one of okay. the options. That's the most popular. There's
0: also the eat stop eat, which makes me nervous too. Mm-hmm. This involves fasting for 24 hours once or twice a week. Which which I don't no. even think I could do. No, I don't, I don't think, think I could do that.
1: Look, I'm not an expert, obviously. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. But the idea of like once or twice a week not eating for 24 hours sounds stupid to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't, I like that. I think it's, look, maybe it's one thing if you are really you know morbidly obese and have major issues, but... I don't know. I would like to look up the safety of that. Yeah,
0: that one to me is sounds very extreme. Yeah. Okay, so here's the last one. I think that I could actually do this one too. This is called the 5-2 diet. And mm-hmm. so on two non-consecutive days of the week, you only eat 500 to 600 calories. The other five days, you eat normally.
1: Oh. And I've
0: heard people that do this. I've heard people that do this a little differently where they do that on the weekends. So they eat normally during the week, then on the weekends, they significantly drop their calories. Oh my gosh, that's
1: backwards. Like I can drop my calories Monday and Tuesday. Weekends is for food trucks. (laughs) Do you have a t-shirt that says that? (laughs) (laughs) Weekends are for food
0: trucks. (laughs) Well, and let me just give you a little background, like the, the kind of the elevator pitch of why this works. When you fast, your human growth hormone levels go up and your insulin levels go down. So your body's cells also change the expression of genes and initiate important cellular repair. Processes. I'm gonna say processes. Okay. Because that sounds very fancy. You sound smart. I do sound I, smart. I would take diet advice from you. You say processes. So let me just tell you, because I've been doing this for about a month. Oh, okay. And I can't say that I've lost really more than five pounds. I mean, my pants do feel looser. Oh. And I don't know about you, but when I lose weight, the last place I lose it is where I need it the most. Oh. So I feel like I lose
1: it in my boobs first. Me too. I was Isn't just that weird? gonna
0: say my boobs feel smaller. My thighs and legs feel a little smaller. Now all Also keep in mind, I have been working out more than I had prior to starting this, but I do like having Limits because you know what it does, Liz? It forces me to think about what I'm going to eat to make good choices because I know that I'm going to have to stop at a certain time. Mm. So I have found also no late night eating anymore, which I think is the worst. And how
1: about the whole counting thing? Because I did Weight Watchers when I was like breastfeeding and that was stupid. Well, for yeah, me. during breastfeeding. To it works for a lot of people, but oh yeah. my god, I was just starving. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. nothing works for me. <laughs> no, actually one thing has worked for me. I'll get to that. But how do you only eat five to six hundred calories on those two days? Like, how do you count well, calories? Well, I haven't
0: done that. I only do the sixteen-eight method. Oh, okay. The 16-8 method, you can eat what you want during those eight hours. Now, some people are very technical about it, and they make sure that they are eating just two meals. Ah,
1: well, I do that anyway. Yeah, so
0: they really <laughs> limit what they are eating those eight hours. Mm-hmm. However, I don't, and maybe that's why I haven't lost more weight.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, though? I, I liked your point about your pants are fitting better better because the thing is it's not just about the numbers on the scale. As we said from the beginning it's about health and feeling good. You know, listen a friend of ours that we both know, she's been dealing with weight issues her whole life, and she recently posted this side-by-side photo of her from January and her now, and she was saying she's so upset because she only lost a few pounds. She looks unbelievable. She looks amazing. Yeah, Her butt is high and tight and her arms are toned, and like she looks like a different person. She looks fit and really good. So it's not entirely about just the numbers on the scale, but like if you're also blending that with a good workout routine and you feel healthier and things are fitting better, that, to me, is that that's a win absolutely i will tell you the the one thing that worked for me I know we don't have this on our official list of things to go over was the South Beach diet. Yes. Going way back when. Yes. The first two weeks are like a little tough. You know, it's basically getting rid of complex carbs and sugars for two weeks to wean off of it and I realized that I definitely crave that stuff and after you get through the first few days then it's pretty easy to get through the rest of the two weeks and then you're just slowly adding it back in and I realized that I really liked making sure I eat more protein, less carbs, more quality protein. My favorite breakfast that I got out of South Beach was a bowl of ricotta with a little bit of like truvia or whatever sweetener. Oh my gosh. Sliced that makes me almonds want to die. over it. That was it. Oh, oh, oh. The most important thing: a little dot of vanilla extract. Like oh, a good vanilla extract. Bleh. It tastes like freaking ice cream. It tastes like the really? inside of a cannoli. I hate it's... ricotta
0: cheese just as much as you hate tuna fish. Oh my gosh. So let imagine that right now. Like that, that would make me want to die. Well, for those
1: of you who like <laughs> ricotta, it was like eating cheesecake in the morning, and I felt so good because it was pure protein. Sorry, I know you can't can't. eat that. No, no, no. tuna fish in the morning. It's okay. But here's the
0: thing, like the South (laughs) Beach, the Atkins, it kind of lends itself to the next one that I was going to talk about. Oh, good. Yeah. So it's ketogenics. Now, have you heard, like a lot of people say, call it keto, like I'm eating keto. Yes.
1: I I mean, I remember first hearing that term when Atkins got big and people were trying to like get to that level where they ate enough bacon all day or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little weird
0: to me because especially if you're always used to really being very very conscious about lean proteins Mm -hmm. and vegetables to see how much fat, like we're talking 70% fats. That's a lot. That's a lot of fats. Now, granted, I say that and what are we really complaining about? The good good fats, fats,
1: right? Like olive oil and avocado and things like that. It's not saying that you should only be eating like bacon and scrambled eggs, right? Well, I
0: mean, it's fats, right? So the difference between this and like say, because I actually Googled it, Liz, because I was like, all right, this total, sounds like a low carb or a low carb, high fat diet, which we all know, like Atkins is famous for. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, what's the difference? Because keto is 15 grams of carbohydrates or less, which is mm. very low. That is very low carbs. So the difference is that Keto also limits protein. Now, I just want to say for listeners out there, I'm sure there are like many other differences. So feel free to email us or tweet us and let us know what those other differences are. But the main difference when I Googled my very scientific Google search, Liz, was that keto also limits the protein, which Atkins doesn't. And so what happens is people who have done Atkins Mm -hmm. often accidentally get into keto. (laughs) Interesting. Which is the state of ketosis, which is a natural process the body initiates to help us survive when your food intake is low. And so during this state, you produce something called ketones, which are they're produced from the breakdown of fats in the liver. So who
1: would you say this diet is for compared with the other ones? I
0: think it's probably for people who are maybe used to eating a low-carb diet. They're used to eating paleo. Mm-hmm. They're used to doing something like South Beach or Atkins. This to me sounds very similar. And so if you're already used to that, this might be the way to go.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that's on severe for me. I really did like the zone South Beach kind of like the 40-30-30 thing. Yeah, that You know, where you control the quantity of food that you eat, but it's also about the ratio instead of kind of completely banning things. It made it more like, well, like you said from the beginning, a lifestyle choice, like a new way of looking at eating. And for me, that was better than counting points or counting calories or measuring things. So, you know, that worked better for me. And it also felt kind of reasonable. Like I felt good. I think the number one thing if you're on a diet is like, listen to your body. Well, yeah, of course. See how you're responding. Not every diet is good for everybody. I have a really good friend that I Grew up with. She's now an acupuncturist. She's amazing. She was a vegetarian for many, many, many years. I mean, she knew she wanted to have a baby. She felt she had to get more iron, and she said, "I have to get my uterus in shape. You Work know, on <laughs> my uterus." And so she started eating meat again. She said she never felt better in her life. She can't believe she was a vegetarian for ten years, and she realized that her body was probably not meant to be a vegetarian, which I thought was interesting. And boy, she was devout. I couldn't believe that coming from her, and she still looks amazing. So I like the idea of also whatever you do you know, making sure that you feel healthy and feel good and that you don't feel like you're going to pass out. Yeah, or...
0: Well, and also knowing, too, that in starting any of these, you're probably not going to feel amazing right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But if you're still feeling crappy after the first seven days, because by the way, if you do a few of these which kill your ability to eat sugar and flour, you're going to go through withdrawal. Yeah. Let's just be upfront about that. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, even on Zone <laughs> and South
1: Beach, the first few days are really tough. They but are going to be tough. after that, you realize you're OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized it was more about starting my day. Like if I started my day with like a vanilla latte, that was so much sugar. It just set me on the wrong path. If I just put like a little bit of stevia in there now, it's like I feel much better actually. And then I, I'm not as inclined to crave it the rest of the day. Well, so, I don't
0: know if you knew this about sugar because I didn't. But my friend Tina, who's doing that Bright Line eating, she told me this. Mm-hmm. There's something in sugar and I forget what it is. But it actually blocks whatever it is in your body that tells you that you're full.
1: Demons. They're sugar demons. Is that what it is? Is that the technical term? Demons? Sugar (laughs) demons that disrupt your body and make you do bad things. (laughs) No, but in all
0: truth, that is a fact. And it makes sense when you think about it. So when you're eating sugar, when you're eating candy, you're eating sweets, like your body does not get the signal that you're full. The other thing for me, Liz, that I've been really trying to do Mm -hmm. is eat slower. Because I eat way too fast and then stuff doesn't get to my stomach. And so I just keep eating. Yeah, that's
1: like one of those awesome like women's. Magazine, how to eat better over the holidays tips that you always see in the magazines. It's like one, slow down, like like, put on lipstick so that you're inclined (laughs) to chew slower and avoid your lips when you're taking crudité. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Right? No, actually, that really does work, actually. Putting on lipstick, you are less inclined to, you know, drink more and eat more. Yeah. And they say don't drink water. You shouldn't be
0: drinking anything while you're eating. So, you know, with all of these lifestyle change regime, whatever's we're calling them, those simple things, not drinking while you're eating, slowing down, drinking more water overall. Those are all things that you, you should do. You can't drink
1: water while you're eating? Wait, no. I want to go back. Why not? I no. never heard that before. Because
0: the idea is that the food needs to get to your stomach on its own. Like you need to help your digestion out. Let it get there on its own. Because when you think about it, when you're drinking water, you're just pushing the food down. That's what I'm doing, at least. I'm is like, that how it works? Chug, chug, chug. Like
1: the food is being pushed down by the water? Yes, yeah, totally. technical? No, it's I not don't technical. Know about that. I just made that up, but that's what happens
0: to me. <laughs> That's what happens to me, Liz. I push the food down in my stomach with water. We're going to get
1: calls from our listeners who are like nutritionists and scientists going, the food does not get pushed down by the water, Kristen. I bet it does. <laughs> I bet it does. Okay, well, well you look know that what? Up. If
0: you're a listener and you're a nutritionist, we would love to hear from you. Maybe this will get people up in arms and they'll email us and tweet us and say, you guys are crazy. You have no idea what you're talking about. And then we'll be like, but we never said we were doctors. <laughs> and then we can have them on the
1: show and yes! we can talk to them and get some more advice. All right, well, let's talk about our last one. One. Okay. You've heard good. about this
0: one. You've heard about the whole 30, Liz. Whole you know, the 30. Whole 30. Yeah.
1: You know, this is one where you were really into it. Everybody was into it for a while, and I was like, yeah, whole 30. And I took one look at the homepage and I was like, no. Oh, why not? <laughs> why not?
0: Why not?
1: It's not, not me. It's not good for me. <laughs> that, look, you have to know which is right for you. And again, I kind of know like what I can do well. The idea of entirely cutting out like all the things I really like. Dude, I can't do that. Okay, but let's be clear for people
0: because all the things things are like things that generally aren't awesome for you like Mm -hmm. booze, dairy, no flowers. The dairy thing is
1: a big problem. That's my big thing. I know. Well, listen, you're lactose intolerant anyway. So for you, you're like, whatever. For me, like if I can have like a piece of low fat string cheese, that is the best like protein punch in my day. I love it. Well, this might not um, be right for you. But here's the thing
0: about the Whole30. It's actually an elimination diet. So it's not a lifestyle change. So the four of these that we featured and we talked about, they're, they're, lifestyle changes. This one is really meant for you to do over the course of a month and it works like an elimination diet because the whole idea is that there might be certain foods you're eating that are causing you issues. Mm-hmm. So, what happens is you eliminate all of the things that tend to be triggers, you let your body heal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, your body is healing over those 30 days, and then you slowly add them back so you can see if you actually have an issue. Now, for me, I discovered that I do have a major gluten sensitivity. It might even be as bad as an allergy. And this just developed after 40. Oh, wow. So I discovered this after doing the whole 30 because when I started to add wheat back in, mm-hmm. I was having major stomach issues. So oh, so
1: it helped you figure out really also did. like a major trigger and issue yes. for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you wrote that great post on Cool Mommy. It's about trying it for a whole month and that was really helpful and thoughtful and honest about like the pros and cons and what's tough about it. It's also how I knew I couldn't do it. Well, but, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: good to read that kind of stuff but I will say yeah. this. I slept, my sleep was amazing amazing. Much better sleep, no stomach issues, I never felt hungry. There's no portion control on the Whole30. It's just you have to make sure you're eliminating sugar is the big one. Yeah,
1: I can do that easier than the dairy. no
0: sugar is really hard to do because, guess what, people? Sugar is in everything.
1: It really is. Like, ketchup. I mean, it's just in stupid places. It
0: is. So, anyway, not for everybody, but you can go over to Cool Mom Eats, by the way. We did a whole series of posts. I actually ended up doing the Whole30 while I was on Vacation. So that is that's an interesting post to do, especially if you want to try this over the holidays, which, by the way, I don't recommend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope these are helpful. I mean, I think what's great is really listening to them and thinking what's right for you based on who you are, how you eat, what your goals are. You know, when I hear this list, I think Bitman. I'm on Team Bitman. I could totally do that one. I like the results. I like the thinking behind it. I know that it would be doable for me because portions aren't an issue for me. Yeah. And I think for other people, people, they might be like, you know what? Keto. I need to get there. Or fasting. I don't know who wants to do fasting. That really freaks me out. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing very well on it. But you're doing the kind of moderate. Yeah,
0: I'm doing the most popular one. The 16-8. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know about the full day one. Yeah,
1: the eat, stop, eat. I. Yeah. Nobody go and say the spawned women recommended that we do that. I'm just saying we're not (laughs) recommending any of these per se. We're just giving you options so that you can look them up and see what's right for you. Because maybe it might inspire you to get a head start on healthier eating as we get into the scary holiday season. Yes. And listen, we would love to hear from you as
0: well. So if you've tried any of these, we love before and after photos. So if you had some of those from, hey, maybe it was a diet that we didn't feature, I would love to see them. (laughs) Because those are always inspiring. You can email us, spawned at coolmompics.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where you will not see before and after pictures of us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the Isles of Trader Joe, where we're probably going to be you know, getting lots of fruits and veggies and non-sugar snacks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, if you decide
0: to do the VB6, I want to hear about it, Liz. So hopefully you'll give us a follow-up if you do decide to try it. I
1: will. I will. For sure.
0: Awesome. Well, listen, we will be back with our cool picks of the week right after this.
1: We are so glad to welcome back our awesome sponsor, Homer, the Learn to Read app for kids two to eight. That's not only fun, it's proven to increase reading scores. And I've been doing a lot of research lately on educational kids' apps and like what works and what doesn't. Right. And there's this whole thing about the four pillars and it being interactive and engaging, taking the learning offline, and kids have to do more than just like stare at a video. And Homer really lives up to all of these things. So I like it. It really is educational. Yeah,
0: and it lets kids pursue their passions and interests while learning how to read. They can download and print out worksheets and mazes, and parents can track progress, which I don't know about you, but if my kids are using a program that I'm paying for, I want to see their progress. And you know what? My Bridget, Mm -hmm. she's been using it, and I've been able to see her progress, not just on Homer, which I
1: appreciate, but also just in hearing her read. I love it. I just want to get Homer, even though my kids are too old, just so I can (laughs) listen to them read. Can we rewind time? Homer, add a feature where you can rewind time. <laughs> so I can listen to my kids at like four years old reading. I would really like that. But until then, you know what? Homer is still really a good deal, even without the time machine feature. I know, because Cool Mom Picks listeners, those of you who are Spawn fans,
0: you get an exclusive two-month free trial. And it's only $7.99 a month or $79.99 a year. So keep that in mind. But you can try it for free. So go to learnwithhomer.com slash Spawned, sign up, and you're going to get a two-month free trial
1: and see how much your kids love it
0: okay Liz it's time for one of my favorite parts of the day cool pics of the week cool pics of the week Woo.
1: Uh, so what you got um I have a fun one. Okay, so our friend Christine Co. she has an amazing shop on Etsy. I know we've talked about it before. It's called Brave New World Designs. Yes. And it kind of blew up recently because she did that wonderful image of Maxine Waters on a shirt, like the Reclaiming My Time look from Auntie Maxine. Yeah, Very good. And it got really popular. However, I was clicking through her shop the other day. She does really cool t-shirt designs to help make the world a better place and donates a lot of the money to great charities. And I found out she has a brand new t-shirt. It's a capital switchboard phone number t-shirt, Kristen. Oh, that's brilliant. It's so great. It's like a gold foil on the t-shirt with 202-224-3121 written on like an old fashioned cute like telephone handset. And that's it. So first of all, (laughs) it's like basically saying like, don't just sit there and yell on social media, like call your congresspeople and take action if there are things that bother you if you want to get more involved with government. Right. But also, it's kind of like the secret handshake to people on the street where they can look at you and be like, I know that number. <laughs> so I think it's really clever. Capital switchboard phone number T at Brave New World Designs. It helps support a cool little mom-run indie Etsy shop and gives some good money back to charities as well. Oh, I
0: love that. Yeah, she's got some really clever designs. So even if that one doesn't wet your whistle, go over there because she's got a ton of really, really cool options. Okay, mine is a book. I can't believe it. I actually read a book, first of all. <laughs> Applause for me.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we know, with our schedules, yeah, I it's know. very hard to read books. So kudos.
0: But I do love parenting books. I love anything that might help me be a better parent to my kids. And I am very happy with this choice. It's called The Opposite of Spoiled oh. by Ron Lieber. And I, I have
1: I, it. Do you? It's been sitting here in my, you need to read a book, but don't have any Oh my any God, time. you have
0: to read it. It's such a quick read. You can even skim it and just pull out the really best parts of it. And some of it you already do. I know you do that share, spend, save. Yep. allowance jars, if you will. But I just found the information to be very helpful. Some of it you might already know, listeners, but it's nice to get a pat on the back and be like, oh, or even a reminder that tells you, hey, you really should be doing this. But it just talks about the value of kids working, why they need an allowance, how to create and implement an allowance, non-judgmental. It's a really, really helpful book. And um, I know it's been out for a year now, but I just picked it up and I can't recommend it more. It's The Opposite of Spoiled by Ron Lieber.
1: I'm really glad to hear that because for real, it is sitting in my must-read but-don't-have-time pile. So I will move it to the top of the pile and get to it eventually.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Someone suggested on our Instagram page, if you go to Picks on Instagram to find us there, she suggested that we do a book club, which is funny because it would be like the lazy mom's book club <laughs> where we just kind of do it every time we get a chance to read a book. <laughs> but actually, I might take her up on that and post some of the books that I've read, a few I've read um, about parenting teens and, you know, all kinds of other stuff. So it'll just pop up on Instagram. So make sure you're following us over there. So if you do like book recommendations, of course, you'll get them here on Spawned but maybe
1: on Instagram, too. I think that's a great idea. I love that. I think it's really good for parents without a lot of time who just want a quick excerpt from a trusted source. Yes. I trust you. You are my trusted source. All right. Well, (laughs) I do. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Spawn. And
0: huge thanks to our engineer, John Bowen. And we love hearing from you. Wow. We've gotten so many emails in the last few few weeks, which we really really appreciate it. Um, And you know what? If you like the show, it really helps us if you leave us a review on iTunes. It actually helps other people find our show, other parents, other non-parents. We don't care. We love having listeners. So if you are able to take a couple minutes and go do that right now, we would really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Spawn. This is Liz. And this is Kristen. Have a great day. Bye.